please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. To those guests who've just joined us, welcome. Our next stop is the Magic Kingdom. Ladies and gentlemen, we are approaching our station at the entrance to Main Street, USA, gateway to the seven theme lands of the Magic Kingdom. Welcome aboard the Monday Morning Monorail Podcast. This is Episode 7, and today is June the 4th. Let's go around the table and introduce the Monorail co-pilots for today. Across from me is... Samantha. And next to her is... Garrett. And I am Justin. Welcome back, my friends. We're glad you have joined us once again. Wherever you're headed, we're going to take you back to the happiest place on Earth. Because that's what the monorail Yay! does. <laughs> we're so excited. Oh, yeah. And we're missing McKenna. Yeah, McKenna's not here. She had to go, again, that whole life thing, quote unquote, life thing she claims to have yeah. is keeping her away from us right now. But that's okay. Um, she may join us later on for a future segment. I was actually going to talk a little bit about that. So we did a live Twitter stream this week to share our incredible announcement with everyone. If you didn't join us, for the incredible announcement live on Twitter. Of course, you can go back and see the replay. But I don't want it to be mentioned yet. We're going to nope. save that for segment number three. Okay. Okay, so, okay. So that is what Landon tells me in the business. They call that a teaser. Okay. Yeah. So go see our Twitter. No, don't go see the Twitter. Uh, don't Listen go, to don't the go show. see the Twitter. If you haven't <laughs> seen the Twitter yet, don't go see the Twitter now. The Twitter. Listen, listen to the show. Hang on with us, and then you'll hear about the incredible announcement in segment Numero trace. So what you're saying say is go to Twitter. No, I'm just kidding. I'm not I'm saying done. go to Twitter. I'm twi done. <laughs> if you did want to go to Twitter, however, our Twitter is at Morning Monorail. And you should follow us. Because if you do, you will get special notifications when we do go live in case we have. I figure those little live streams we do on Twitter, those are the Express Monorail. Yeah. You know, it's a nice little catchy name for it. We gotta Express. we gotta keep everything with a the theme. Yeah. That's what we're trying to do. Right? Makes sense. Right, Garrett? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so why don't we start the show the way we always do? We're going to check the news wire for the Walt Disney World Resort. I've got a few things that I wanted to share with you all this week, and we're going to talk about them right here around the table. And if you would like to talk back with us, you can do that at our Twitter that I mentioned before, or you can email us at mondaymorningmonorail at gmail.com. I had to think about it for a second because it's not the same as the Twitter. Mm -hmm. So you can always do that. Email us if you've got input, thoughts, questions about any of the things we talk about. And we have a voicemail, but oh, yeah. that will come at the end of the I podcast with a number. I'm going to roll the dice. It's 407-917-2144. I'm pretty sure that's what it is. Sounds good. But if you listen to the outro, you're going to hear it there as well. Okay. And some very calming voice. Some, oh, good grief. <laughs> it's a pleasure It's a pleasure to listen to the outro. You get to hear this nice, relaxing voice tell you all about how to get in contact with us. <laughs> I don't know that guy, but uh, uh, he's got a good voice. Golden, golden pipes. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Let's start out with item number one. So Run Disney released their 2019 registration dates for upcoming Run Disney events. I'm going to look at you guys. Garrett, Sam, do you know about Run Disney? Do you know what Run Disney does? I don't. 
Is that the marathons that they hold? They do. They host marathons, half marathons, 5Ks, 10Ks, and, re- and they're all around the Walt Disney World Resort. Wow. Usually hmm. the different events actually run through one of the parks. The full marathon runs through, I think, all four. Oh, wow. Yeah, So and that happens during the WDW Marathon Weekend. You, you kind of think, well, it seems like the parks are pretty far spread apart, but really when you're running, I mean, a marathon is what, 23 miles? Yeah. Right? Wow. 26 miles. I don't know. They're 26. I They're no 26.2 because a half is 13.1. I've never done a marathon. Yeah. Half marathon. I have done a 5K. <laughs> the cat has just joined us on the table. <laughs> yes. That's okay. We got a fourth podcaster now, one of our cats. Yeah. Um, okay. So they announced the dates and the registration dates. And some of this stuff I thought was kind of interesting. So I thought I would share because we might have some Run Disney listeners out there. And you need to mark these down in your calendars. Um, these events are very popular. They always fill up quickly. Mm-hmm. So you don't want to miss out. So for the 2019 Walt Disney World Marathon Weekend, that event occurs January 9th through the 13th, 2019. Registration will start on July 17th, but that's pre-sale. And the pre-sale is only open to annual pass holders, Disney Vacation Club members, and then residents of Golden Oaks. And then July 19th is the general distribution, general sales. Residents of Golden Oaks? Yeah, it's a fancy community down in Walt Disney World that... uh, Multi-million dollar homes. Lame. Yeah. That we don't live there. It's going to be probably like stuck up people. Uh, I don't know. I mean, they're Disney people. Maybe. Yeah. No, probably not. (laughs) I I don't want to tick them off because if we happen to have some Golden Oaks residents listening, I'll be your friend. Yeah. And we could come hang out. Yeah. We'd be happy to come stay at your place for a weekend or two. And swim in your pool. Yeah. (laughs) Um, so that's the first one. And the WDW Marathon Weekend is really the, I think, based on the offerings, it seemed to have the most events. So there is a marathon, a half marathon, a 5K, and a 10K. But then they also have events. They have like kids events, like a 100 meter dash and different things like that. So kids can do it as well. Oh, fun. Which is pretty good. Yeah, um, we have that at Field Day. Yeah. And I thought one of the things that's pretty cool, see, I'm way too competitive to get into this kind of... First of all, I don't really want to run 26.2 miles. Like, Oh, no. Not that... I, I mean, I think I could work up and do it. And I'm not trying to diminish the, the a feat or the accomplishment for the people that do marathons. But I do believe that I could train and become capable of running a marathon. I believe that's possible. But I don't really want to be running for like four, five hours, however long it takes to complete a marathon. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Maybe I would do it at Disney. But anyway. I do believe. What I was going to tell you, I do believe. What I was going to tell you is um, if you complete the marathon and the half marathon, that's actually considered doing the Goofy Challenge. Um, I think it's the Goofy Challenge. And you get, so you you get a medal for all the events you complete. If you complete those two, you get a special medal that says you did the Goofy Challenge. Oh. If you do the 5K, 10K, um, half marathon, and full marathon, that's the dopey challenge. You actually get a total of six medals. Whoa. Because you get a medal for each. You get the goofy medal and the dopey medal. I kind of like um, things of recognition. Right. Such as medals. I know. Certificates. 
well, uh, so on and so forth. And that's why I mentioned it because I was thinking I'm such a competitive person, somebody who wants to get those achievements. Like we're we're gamers, yeah. So mm-hmm. we love when something is gamified. You get achievements, recognition for it. We love we play World of Warcraft. We love getting the little achievement notifications. Yeah. yeah. So, oh yeah, I love those in games. Yeah. So I'm sitting here thinking, gosh, if I was doing this, I'd want to do the dopey. I'd yeah. want to do it all. I I definitely would, and I want to be the best at it, but. I cannot run. Like, I just mm-hmm. don't have it. it my feet don't yeah, like me. Yeah, you've got me. foot pain. I yeah. can for like one second, and then I fall on my face. <laughs> so you're just clut. You're a klutz. You have no coordination. I don't, like, I run out of breath and then fall on my face. Well, that means you're out of shape. Yeah. yeah. That's called... I'm really fast, and then I die. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you got that burst of power in the beginning, and then it doesn't last. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, it happens. sometimes it's longer than other times, like when I'm being chased by something. Yeah, it happens. <laughs> <laughs> that inspires us all when yeah. we're being chased. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's adrenaline. I can run whenever there's Fear something Fear makes chasing. you a superhero. That's true. If they released the uh, live animals into the parks, like you and McKenna were suggesting last week, maybe that would inspire you to, to punch, run the marathons. Punch the bear. <laughs> also, uh, being bit by a radioactive spider makes you a superhero as well. That's true. Mm-hmm. Well, that's like a super superhero. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so, uh, all right. So that's the WDW Marathon Weekend. Let's move on. The next event is the Disney Princess Half Marathon Weekend. That is going to take place February 21st to the 24th of 2019. Pre-sales, and this is, again, for AP, uh, DVC, or Golden Oaks residents, will start on August 2nd and then general sales August 7th. So five full days pre-sale for those individuals who fall into those categories. And the half marathon weekend has fewer events, obviously. It doesn't have like a full marathon. Mm -hmm. Then we get into the Star Wars events. So 2019 Star Wars virtual half marathon registration is August 23rd pre-sale and then general is August 28th. And then the event will take place January 3rd to March 31st. So here's what I'm wondering about the the virtual event. Can you do it over multiple days? I'm sure. It sounds like it. It, it kind of does sound like that's yeah. possible, but I'm not sure. I don't know the details. I, and if you want more information about this, you can go to the Run Disney um, out on the web. Just Google it. Google the Star Wars Virtual Half Marathon. Have you ever heard of those marathons that they hold? Like, there's one in Washington, D.C. they do, where men have to run in heels, uh, yeah. women's heels. What if they did that for the princesses and you had to dress like a princess and run in their dresses with their heels on? <laughs> That'd be funny. They, people run marathons in heels? Well, not, Surely not, not marathons. a marathon. It would probably be like... Maybe a, a 5K at most? I, I can't imagine. How would you even that? do that? Because it would hurt. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. And that's dangerous, like turned ankles and stuff. They do it in D.C., though. It's like the funniest Mm -hmm. thing to see. I've seen. Because guys are like wearing heels and running down the road. So long where this guy was going really fast and broke his heels. Yeah, I can't imagine. I mean, I know you're saying the heels of the shoes. Yeah. Yeah. I can't imagine Disney doing something like that. No, of course not. Too much risk. It's just funny to think I saw one that guy was bleeding, though. Yeah. Oh, no. I mean, because injuries can happen in the marathons. Yeah. Just as they are. People fall. In your nice, fancy tennis shoes well you know and the thing too at the disney marathons people dress up so for the star wars marathon people are going to be dressed up as star wars characters that's the marathons cool and stuff so yeah. if you're darth vader um, it's gonna be really hot yeah like it would be i don't think people wear full vader absorb the heat and 
just it's, be on fire yeah. all the time. And yeah. if I was wearing like makeup or something for it, I don't sweat pretty, so it'd be like all <laughs> over my face. <laughs> yeah. You could dress as Ray because she has like a dirty face. Like, That's and, true. And then That's you'd just true. be dirty. Yeah. Um, all right. And then the 2019 Star Wars Rival Run weekend pre-sale is, again, August 23rd, and then general is August 28th. So the same pre-sale and general sale dates as the virtual half marathon, but the Rival Run weekend is actually on Disney property. Okay. So... Very cool. Go run, people. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then well, tell us what you think. One nice thing that they've done is Disney has tried to streamline the registration experience for guests. Um, in the future, and I think relatively soon, guests will be able to use their Disney account to register. And you can also register for multiple racers and pay using like Disney gift cards and things like that. Nice. So they're trying to make it as easy as possible because I guess that's something that's been a complaint in the past. Hmm. I don't know if we have any runners, any Disney marathoners or Disney runners in, in the audience, but... Um, if you're interested in coming and telling us about the experience, what it's like, we'd love to have you on. Just let us know. Yeah, definitely. Moving on. A new live show is coming to the Disney Hollywood Studios, and it will be called (laughs) Disney Junior Dance Party. Disney Junior? Mm -hmm. Is that still a thing? Yeah. Yeah, It still runs. Oh, man. Our kids are getting so old. Yeah, we have old kids. I was actually thinking about this when I was reading about the Disney Junior Dance Party. I was like, man, I don't have kids that would want to go see this. I guess I'm going to have to be that creepy adult that goes by himself and watches No, don't do that. I want to go dance with these characters. Listen, this show, it's supposed to be a high-energy live show, and it's inspired by shows like Mickey and the Roadster Racers, Doc McStuffins, The Lion Guard, and a new show called Vampirina. See, I'm I'm curious about The Lion Guard. Like, I want to see what it's about because... I loved The Lion King before, mm-hmm. and that one's... I mean, the main character looks like Simba with the red hair. Yeah, he does. I uh, don't think I know any of those. I don't know anything about The Lion I've Bird. Got, I've seen uh, bits of episodes huh. in the Disney store. Okay. Yeah, the only one I'm familiar with at all is Doc McStuffins. Yeah, I'm familiar with the toy, but I don't really... I don't think I've ever seen she, an She's like a vet for stuffed animals. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know, yeah. I know exactly who she is. I just don't think I've ever seen an episode or anything. Small children have made me watch that. <laughs> <laughs> and you love it. Now you're no. a big fan. No, and no. you want to go to the live dance party and dance with I her. I do not. I do. <laughs> okay. Um, the show is going to be hosted by someone named Finn Fiesta. And then there will be a DJ named DJ. <laughs> Hmm. So well, there you they go. They got real creative with that name. Mm-hmm. The new show will take place in the Animation Courtyard Theater, which is where the current Disney Junior Live on Stage show is. But that will be closing in September, and the new show will open later this fall. Okay. Well, that'll be good for yeah. the little ones. So I imagine what's occurring is they just wanted to update the show, yeah. um, make it a little more current. Did you not tell me that you and McKenna went to the Disney Junior Live on stage? We did, but it wasn't... I don't think it was called Disney Junior. It was Playhouse Disney. Oh, it was something else. Because it okay. was Bear in the Big Blue House. Oh, okay. So that was like the... makes me sound really a old A prior right generation. Now. Well, McKenna's old. We're yeah. old. We're getting old. Yeah. That's okay. I don't know what that is. You don't know Bear in the B- Big Blue House? No. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that was a great Deprived one. childhood. Mm-hmm. Your dad. I watched, like, Lazy Town. I, I tweeted this one out on our Twitter account this past week, and I was just saying, you know, it's it's a shame that our kids are getting too old to do this kind of thing, but I feel like, would it, would it be frowned upon if I just find a child in the Hollywood studios and take them to the show? Yes. Yes. Okay. I guess I won't do that. You're not allowed to do that. <laughs> okay. The next... Next. What next. You, you need to say it. 
He's so excited he can't even get it out. The next thing that I wanted to talk about is in regard to the minivan service. So is this something you're hmm. familiar with? Sort of. So yes. it's kind of like an Uber mm-hmm. for Disney. And they're polka dotted Yeah, they look minivans. like mini stress. Minivans, yeah. Yeah, I've okay. heard of them. So when they launched the minivan service, it was something for uh, resort guests to use. And basically they would charge you a flat fee of $25 to get anywhere on property from point A to point B on Disney property. Okay. Well, now they've opened it up to anyone in the in the resort. So you don't have to be staying there because I think that was the pretense before that you actually had to be staying on Disney property. Okay. Um, but now you don't. It, it makes sense to open it up to everyone because, you know, people go to resorts that aren't staying there just to eat. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and that's okay. Like they should, oh, yeah. they should give those people a ride back to wherever they need to go if they need to go somewhere. Absolutely. Know? Yeah. And, you know, one of the complaints sometimes on Disney properties, especially for those hotels that don't have like a boat or a monorail service, you know, the buses sometimes can be slow. Yeah. Especially if you're staying at like a value resort where maybe they don't come as frequently as if you stay at like a deluxe resort or something. Here's how you do it. All you have to do is download the Lyft app. And then while you're on resort property, you can actually select the minivan service. Okay. Yeah. Nice. So for $25, and we talk all the time about like probably your most valuable currency when you're staying at Disney is time. It really is. So you kind of have to balance. $25 might sound like a lot if you were going a short distance, but if you were going like say from Animal Kingdom and you needed to make a dinner reservation somewhere, you know, the Lyft service could, or the minivan service could save you, so. Yeah, that's that's a good thing that they're doing. Last piece of news I wanted to talk about was that Disney this past week confirmed the location of the Star Wars Hotel. And it wasn't a surprise to anybody, but this just, just gives us the opportunity to talk a little bit about the Star Wars Hotel, so I think we should do it. It will be on the south side of Disney's Hollywood Studios, just east of World Drive, which is basically connecting it to where Galaxy's Edge is going to be. Oh, cool. Yeah. What this allows is for guests staying at the hotel to have a seamless connection to the Star Wars Galaxy's Edge land. So whenever they open, we have to book a hotel there, and um, it might take about three to four years to get in, but we can maybe get in in three to four years, so... Yeah, that'll be fun. <laughs> and we'll, it'll take that long for us to save up the nickels and dimes. <laughs> yes. And Garrett, we'll need your change. It is going to be, you know, we've talked about how our goal, we're going to take like a deluxe vacation at some point. We're going to do a deluxe Disney vacation where we're not, like we're going to splurge. And, the double D. And a deluxe Disney vacation. That's right, double D. And we're going to, we've talked about staying probably in the concierge level of one of the resorts like the Polynesian. Maybe. Yeah, or I'd maybe be, Animal Kingdom Lodge. I'd be interested to know if anyone listening has stayed in one of those, and if um, like the concierge level, and if it's worth it. Yeah, I mean because I've seen some videos and it looks pretty cool, but it also is like continental breakfast or something. Well, is that you on do the floor? you do get breakfast, but it's not always just continental. I, I mean, some of them. What I've read about them, and we can we can save some of this for another show because we were going to do some resort talk at some point. Yes, but you get complimentary adult beverages in the evening. Oh, well, they I actually handle that. They actually bring some select dishes from the signature restaurants to the concierge lounge at night. There's dessert in the evening. Okay. I mean, there's there's and then plus you have a concierge to help you plan everything, do everything, take care of everything so you don't have to worry about it. But then, I mean, it's he, a lot, but what I was my point for saying this was 
everything that I've read so far leads me to believe that the Star Wars Hotel is going to be more than staying like concierge level at one of the hotels. Ah, uh, gotcha. Yeah. Uh, well, and maybe whenever this hotel opens, um, some of those really fancy hotels with the concierge level stuff will be a little bit cheaper for this. <laughs> Probably I don't not. Know. I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think anything's going down. I'm just dreaming. Yeah. Come on now, let, let a girl dream. <laughs> so let's talk a little bit about the hotel while, we, while we're on the topic. Okay. According to the Disney Parks blog, families visiting this destination will board a starship that comes alive with characters and stories that unfold all around you. And every cabin has views of space. Guests will also be welcome to dress in Star Wars attire. So one of the questions that we have while we talk about this was, you know, they're going to be, I think what I've heard is that you can select like a three day or a four day package. And when you do that, it comes along with like a story that you get to be a part of. Right. So a role play situation. The question is, can you opt out and I'm, just I, stay at the hotel? I stand by my previous answer that yes, you can. They cannot make you. Now I would want to do it. I'm, I would I'm all aboard. I'm, I, if I'm staying at the hotel, I want the full experience. Oh, me too. So I mean, I definitely want to yeah. like go on a quest or something. I think it'd be fun. I want to fight Darth Vader. I want to meet up with a bounty hunter at the at the cantina. Yeah. Or whatever. I want to do all of that stuff. I want to have to bargain with Jawas. The only problem is there's going to be so many people staying at that place. Are they all going to be... They'd have to do different quest yeah. lines. Well, like, see, that's what we were talking about before. So one of the things they're working on is this dynamic storytelling system that basically the computer... Like, if you're staying there and you're part of the story, you've opted in, you're going to do this... Um, you would have kind of a guide that you checked in with and they would tell you, okay, you've done this and this. And now based on maybe what other people are doing, they would send you to go do something else. Okay. Which, so it would make sure that that thing was available for you to do and you're not standing outside somewhere waiting in line to fight Darth Vader. Yeah. Cause like when you, you mentioned um, meeting a bounty hunter in the cantina. Yeah. I was thinking, gosh, there's going to be a line. Yeah, you're standing there. <laughs> like, and, and it's just a quest, you know, that like, has no, like maybe you get a signature or something. Or you're supposed so. to get like a piece of information or maybe give them a piece of information. Or yeah, something. but that, when is this guy going to defeat Vader? I need to defeat him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. It kind of takes you be... out of the story a bit if you have to queue to meet someone in a bar. Yeah, I, I wouldn't want that to happen. If that were the case, I wouldn't want to participate because there's so much other stuff you yeah. could be Why doing. Why is there a line behind you to to meet you? I'm very popular. Yeah. <laughs> He's keeping a low profile, and that's why there's a line <laughs> of people waiting to talk to him. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be funny. So that was all I had for today. Any final thoughts before we wrap up the newswire here? Nope. No final thoughts. Okay. If you have any thoughts, any questions, any suggestions, any, you want to jump in on the conversation, like I said, you can do that on our Twitter account, and um, we'd love to, you know, share those things right here on, on the podcast if you choose to do so. Yeah, we really appreciate all the people who have been talking to us. It's been a lot of fun. So for now, I think it's time to head over to M34D. You guys ready to go over there? Sounds good to me. All right, let's do it. We'll see you back here in a couple minutes.
Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Monday Morning Monorail. This is M34D. You know the ladies love acronyms. But what does it stand for? It stands for Monday Morning Monorail, Disney Deep Dive with the Dawes. Joining me today is the one, the only, the man himself, Landon the Dawes Doan. Landon, welcome back to the Monday Morning Monorail. Uh, it is always fun to be here on this uh Fine monorail, bright and early on a Monday morning. There is no better place to be. You know, I if you've got to start a Monday morning transporting yourself somewhere, it might as well be to the happiest place on earth. That's what I say. I yeah, I I would get behind that, but unfortunately, anything that I get on uh get in on Monday never takes me to Disney. It's generally taking me to work, which <laughs> ugh, gross. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and I think that probably, you know, there's a lot of our listeners who can relate cuz they might be transporting themselves commuting to work as we speak, but we're going to try to make that a little better with M34D today. Absolutely. So, I'm I'm here for my tight 5 work. Isn't it the worst? Am I right? Gosh, <laughs> come on. All right, I'm sorry. All right. <laughs> well, we're going to continue our focus on day one attractions at the Magic Kingdom. And today we're going to talk about something a little bit different because we're going to discuss a walkthrough attraction, which is unique at the Magic Kingdom to, this, to these in modern times. I don't know where I'm going with this, but what I'm going to tell you is <laughs> what I'm going to tell you is it was inspired by a Disneyland attraction. And you can find this particular attraction at two other parks in the world, not just the Magic Kingdom. But Disneyland has changed their theming and Disney World has not. What am I talking about? I am talking about the Swiss Family Treehouse in Adventureland. That's yeah, right. treehouses. So opening with the park on October 1st, 1971. It's almost hard to believe that an attraction like this exists at a theme park today, understanding all of the accessibility concerns that we have nowadays at parks. I think that... You know, there's a, I didn't even put that together. Yeah, wow. Oh, yeah. boy. I think if it's actually shocked me that when I learned that this particular attraction exists at Disneyland Paris and Tokyo Disneyland, because both of those would have been built in a more modern era. In fact, I think it said that the Tokyo Disneyland um, edition was built in like the early 90s. So. Where I, while I understand other countries probably don't have the same like Americans with Disabilities Act. Um, but, but even so Disney is the kind of place where they try to make it very inclusive and everybody can experience everything. But the Swiss family treehouse does not fall into that category because if you're going to experience it, you've got to be able to walk because you are going to be walking 116 steps. Yeah. And again, like I never even made that correlation. Wow. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah. It's, it's. It is. It's almost like a unicorn. You don't see something like this nowadays. Yeah, I was, I was, I was going to say it's like it, it almost feels like a relic out of time, but I didn't, I didn't, I didn't want to go that far. But I mean, it kind of is. I mean, like, do I have to go get my overly litigious podcasting character from the previous episode here? You might who need was, to. Was, okay. All right. Cool. <laughs> well, well, and, and it's interesting because how how is it that Disney has avoided and maybe it's just because it's existed for so long, but how have they avoided any kind of like a lawsuit where someone said, you know, this is exclusionary and, and I can't experience this. So you've got to do something. I don't know. It's, it's kind of bizarre, but I mean, um, yeah, that is nuts. It's like, I mean, I, 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 like maybe they've been brought up on this before. Maybe it was grandfathered in. I'd like, I don't I'm know, wondering. but like, yeah. but like, wow. I, again, 
never made that connection. But I, like that might be something I'll look into and see if there's been any legal action about uh, about this uh, particular attraction. Or we could just be pointing it out to people and, and now <laughs> no, we're going to get Disney sued. Right. <laughs> Dang it, we're Mickey's going to come and kill us. We're going to oh, be the crap. ones we're going to be the ones to blame for the downfall of the Swiss Family Treehouse. <laughs> uh, oh, I'll bury it in your backyards. <laughs> well, it's been fun doing this podcast, guys. <laughs> Um, okay, well, for those of you who maybe don't know the backstory, I was going to give you a little bit of a lead-in and tell you about uh, tell you about the inspiration for this treehouse, which, of course, was the Swiss Family Robinson movie from 1960, but that movie was based on a book from 1812. So this is a tale as old as time, if I, if I can say <laughs> if I can say that. Um, and really, the story is that the Robinson family were basically the sole survivors of a shipwreck that resulted from a pirate attack. And so they were stranded on a desert island, and they needed to, you know, make the most of it. So they ended up using materials salvaged from the shipwreck and, of course, the natural resources from the island around them to build a treehouse, a larger-than-life treehouse, onto this giant tree that you see in the movie. And the mo- the in the parks... What you'll notice is that um, the Imagineer Bill Martin and Wolfgang Reitherman, who designed the treehouse, they Wolfgang Reitherman actually worked on the treehouse you see in the movie. So you're actually seeing a pretty authentic version of the Swiss Family Treehouse when you walk in there. Hmm. Yeah. I again, like I'll openly admit, I completely forgot that the Swiss Family Robinson movie was a Disney movie from back in the day. But I think that's super cool that they were able to get somebody who helped build the set for the movie. Hey, bring that movie magic and put it in our magic theme park. Like I think I, I think that is a super cool uh, little little caveat. But again, I mean, that's what Disney does. That's what Disney do. Um, Disney do. Disney do. <laughs> Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna be bringing you all kinds of facts, so just get ready because I'm I'm gonna blow your mind as we go through. Man, this it's stuff. almost like I should subscribe to this podcast and then tell a friend about it. I would love it if you did. I'd love it if those <laughs> those people that are commuting to work right now, when they get there, share some of these facts, and then people are gonna be like, "Wow, where did you learn that?" And you'd be like, "Well, I was listening to this fun podcast co- called the Monday Morning Monorail on iTunes or Google Play, yeah, anyway. or Google Play and Stitcher and Podbean and all so that it's other. It's everywhere, stuff. man." Yeah. <laughs> well, the, the Swiss Family Treehouse actually opened in Disneyland in 1962, two years after the movie. So it was very, you know, timely uh, when it opened then. In the Magic Kingdom, it opened October 1st, 1971. So again, opening day attraction that has stood the test of time. At some point, I need to look and see how many opening day attractions are still around. I think most of them, actually. Um, maybe they've been yeah, changed. Yeah. <laughs> That was actually going to be a question I was going to ask you. I didn't want to put you on the spot. But, yeah, that might be a, a fun little tidbit to look up. Yeah. But, but yeah, I'd, I'd imagine most of the opening day attractions, like, they – I would imagine most of them are still open. And it, and if they're not open, I would imagine they put a lot of resources into trying to save them just yeah. because, you know, those quote-unquote opening day attractions. Yeah, exactly. Someday we'll get into, you know, whether or not we think and, – and maybe we should have kind of been doing this as as we were going along, but – you know whether whether or not we think there are attractions that are on a list of this will never be touched and never close. You know, or or is it something that could potentially be on the chopping block if something better? Stitches escape will never be touched because everybody <laughs> well, loves it. It's, yeah, well, I got it some. I got some bad ride of all time. <laughs> I got some bad news for you. <laughs> oh man! Um, but anyway, not Stitch. <laughs> so so back to the treehouse. Um, 
this particular tree, when you look at it from a distance, it really looks like a legitimate tree, but not so fast, my friends. It's actually constructed of steel, concrete, and stucco. You will notice it has 1,400 limbs and over 300,000 leaves. Oh, and by the way, those 300,000 leaves were attached by hand to that tree. Wow. Yeah. Okay. First of all, wow that there's 300,000 leaves attached to that thing, but by hand? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Somebody was getting paid not nearly enough to do that, I'll guarantee you. That is some meticulous work right there. Wow. I did read that the Swiss Family Treehouse that opened at Disneyland started out with reddish-brown leaves. When they um, actually built the tree at Disney World at the Magic Kingdom, they used green, and they switched the leaves in Disneyland to green. So there was some poor soul who had to climb up <laughs> oh on a scaffold God. and change all those red brown leaves to green. Because, I quit. Yeah. <laughs> I quit. I hand glued 300,000 red leaves. And now you're saying it's, gr- I quit. I quit. <laughs> that could be, that could be the thing that sends the person right out the door for sure. Wow. Like, like I want to hug that guy. That sounds, <laughs> that sounds rough. Yeah. <laughs> um, I read that this tree Well, as you can imagine, it stands 60 feet tall, 90 feet wide, and I told you it's made of steel, concrete, and stucco. This thing weighs weighs a little bit. Um, So in order to keep it upright and also resistant to things like hurricanes and the Florida weather... I hear those are prevalent in Florida sometimes, mm -hmm, yes. This tree has roots that go four stories into the ground, 40 feet. Whoa! Yeah, yeah. So this is really, it's really kind of a architectural marvel if you think about it. Yeah, like seriously, this just started out as oh, it's a treehouse, but now it's like all the work that's gone into it. Uh, it three hundred thousand leaves, hand glued apparently, because <laughs> uh, and then it the roots go four stories deep. Yep, that's right. Dang, Disney needs to start engineering trees. <laughs> wait, wait, no, 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 don't do that, don't do that. But, uh, but uh, this tree actually has a spe- specific name. I mentioned to you, I've, I've already pulled the, the curtain back. We know this isn't a real tree, but Disney named it anyway. It's actually called a Disney Odendron Eximus, which you might be surprised to find out translates to out of ordinary Disney tree. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. okay, that feels a little on the nose, but okay. Yeah, so... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, it's a good descriptive term. Um, I mentioned that there are four Swiss family tree houses. The one in Disneyland has actually been refurbished. In 1999, there was a movie that came out that they thought that this tree could have a nice tie-in and help them promote, and that movie was Tarzan. So now the Disneyland tree still exists, but it's now the Tarzan tree house. And I, I haven't actually experienced the Tarzan Treehouse, so I can't tell you if they changed a lot of the features. I know they added a swinging bridge at the entrance. I would imagine it's still pretty similar. Maybe they've just added some things that you might recognize from the movie, like Mrs. Potts. Is it Mrs. Potts in Tarzan? Sure. So. You do. You see her at the camp, I think. The Swiss Family Treehouse that's in uh, Disney World and Paris and Tokyo Disneyland is still the same. As you walk through the treehouse, you're going to get to go through several different rooms that, you know, the Swiss family or the Swiss family, the Robinsons needed to enjoy. They can be the Swiss family. (laughs) We know who you're talking about. (laughs) Their day-to-day lives. (laughs) You'll see a living room. You'll see a kitchen and dining room. There's a crow's nest that has living quarters for the three boys of the family. 
And then there's a study and library and a jungle lookout, which is up there near the top of the six-story structure, which in the Magic Kingdom, I can tell you, gives a... <laughs> you know, We were talking last week uh, while we discussed Jungle Cruise about uh, Disney does a great job of, for the most part, keeping Hiding you, the keeping fact, you yeah. immersed and, and making sure that you, when you're... If you're in Adventureland, they don't want you looking out and seeing the Astro Orbiters because there are not Astro Orbiters in, <laughs> in the 1900s Adventureland. Well, I can tell you that when you get to the top of the Swiss Family Treehouse, it breaks the fourth wall just a little bit because you can definitely see things like Space Mountain. <laughs> and Well, uh, I mean, it, it, as long as it's stuff like Space Mountain and not, you know, the parking lot, I guess that's okay. Yeah, so you don't see that kind of thing, but you do see that. You can see the river of the Jungle Cruise um, down below you, and it's actually a really nice... I mean, when you get up there, you're kind of... A lot of your view is obstructed by kind of leaves, um, artificial leaves, but you do get to see kind of a, a, a nice panoramic view of, of the skyline, which allows you to see the tallest things, which are, of course, for now, Space Mountain, that sort of thing. So it, it's... Uh, sure... While it takes you out of it just a little bit, I mean, it, it's not it's not a deal breaker. Um, yeah, and, and, and in all honesty, I think that's kind of one of those underrated things of Disney is where you can see just like everything around you, where you can see, you know, Space Mountain. And then you can look down and you see the river from the Jungle Cruise and, you you know, look to the left and you see whatever. It's like I, I think some of those views are very underrated when it comes to Disney. Yeah. It's one of those things where if you if you can um, and you, you have the physical fitness that's required to kind of climb the stairs and experience it, I think you should. I know that maybe I made some enemies last time when I said I didn't know if, if Jungle Cruise was something you needed to do every time you went to Disney or... or uh, you've been getting those emails too. I know, yeah. But this... A lot of vulgar <laughs> stuff. Like, guys, tone it down. Jeez. Yeah. What would, what would Mickey say? Yeah, um, keep it PG, gosh darn it. So... I, this one, I think, is truly one of those things that it, you know, it it might be a nice thing to do every once in a while, and and if you want to get your steps in for the day, you need to you need to get your get your you haven't hit your floor climbing goal for the day on your fitness tracker. Maybe you want to squeeze it in, but I would say if you've seen it, if you've done it, it doesn't change. It's the same thing every time. And this one, unlike the Jungle Cruise, you don't have a skipper walking along with you. You know, it might be interesting. If Disney would maybe incorporate actors into this treehouse occasionally, that mm. that when you went into the different scenes, maybe they would talk to you about some of the architecture you're seeing, some of the different features. Um, you know, you'll you'll see one of the things you'll see on the treehouse is they've kind of got like a water wheel situation that actually creates a a pulley system that takes like water up to the top of the treehouse and dumps it. So they have like running water in the different rooms of the treehouse. Maybe they had somebody talking about like just how those features work and different things. That would be pretty neat, especially if they that were, works. you know, supposed to be playing like the Robinson family or something. Yeah, playing a role, and that would that would add, you know, a new element every time you go up there. And I mean, talking on the on the water with the pulley and stuff like that, uh, the actor could take you to the backside of the uh, of the water wheel, and you could be like, "Look, everybody, the back of the water wheel." <laughs> nice callback. I appreciate Thank it. you. I appreciate that. Never going to get old. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's something that you could do. But this, as of today, as of this recording, and I know Disney's probably listening. So by the time you go, there's going to be actors there, and I want credit for this. But absolutely, Th uh, those actors are going to name uh, be named Jorstus and Brandon. <laughs> 
Um, but I would say because you don't have that element, that human element as part of it, and it's really just kind of a self-guided walkthrough and, you know, you got a lot to do when you're at Disney. So as you budget your time, maybe it doesn't fit in every time. I would even go as far to say is if it's your first trip to Disney, you've got a lot of things on the punch list. And if you don't necessarily feel like you've got time to squeeze it in, don't worry about it. <laughs> Hit it up next time. Yeah, I'm going to echo everything that Jay just said. If you've done it, there's no need to go back. And if, if it's your first time, you only have so much time to work with. And I would rather stand in line for, you know, a big ticket ride than go walk around in the Swiss family Robinson trail. Or Sorry, I'm just, very, I'm just being honest. Very nearby, you could go stand in line and get yourself a Dole Whip. Boom, there we go. That is exactly what you need to do. <laughs> All right, Landon, before we wrap this one up, any closing thoughts on the Swiss Family Treehouse? No, sorry, I couldn't be more positive about a treehouse. But, you know, once again, I, if I'm going to a park with roller coasters, I'm probably not getting that excited about a treehouse because a treehouse does not equal roller coaster. That's right. Well, Landon, thanks for joining me once again. Ladies and gentlemen, if you are interested in getting more from Landon outside of the Disney realm, you can do that at his website, buttmuchchips.com. And he is also on Twitter at Landoz, L-E-N-D-O-Z. Interact with him there. Tell him he's crazy about the Swiss Family Treehouse thing. <laughs> uh, yeah, come for me, Swiss Family Robinson Treehouse <laughs> fans. Man, that's a mouthful. <laughs> I'm just trying to send all the negativity your way. Only positivity. Uh, on the, bring on the it on. I, I thrive on it. <laughs> well, thanks for being my lightning rod, buddy. And thanks for joining me for another <laughs> M34D. Hey, fun as always, buddy. I'll see you next week because this is my stop. Welcome back to the Monday Morning Monorail Podcast. I hope you enjoyed M340 today. We were talking about the Swiss Family Robinson Treehouse. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, well, we teased it in the beginning. And for this last portion of the podcast today, what I wanted to do was share the incredible announcement that we shared on Twitter. If you didn't see it on Twitter, you're going to hear about news. it now. Yeah. And that news is we're going back. To Disney World. We Woo! did it. <laughs> that was a little loud. <laughs> we did it. We're finally going back. Yeah. So we had talked about we were going to do a beach vacation this summer, and we had kind of kicked around the idea of tacking on a couple days and going to Disney, picking one park, and then maybe going to Disney Springs for a day. And as we were kind of exploring those options, we, were, we both decided, you know, we've got a little more time. Maybe we should do a couple more days. Yep. So... <laughs> What we're going to do is we're going down for four nights instead of two. Yeah. We, we got a little carried away. Yeah. And everybody's excited about that. They'd probably like to tack on even more. But, mm -hmm. but we are, we're going to do four days at the beach, and then we're going to go to Disney. And um, we're staying. Where are we staying? Uh, Pop Century. Yes. We're staying at the Pop Century Resort. It's we, fine. We, well, Did well, you say Pop Century? Pop Century. I don't know. How, how is it said? Pop Century. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I said Same thing. Pop Century. Sounds about the same as what she said. It's a bit louder. I mean, longer. <laughs> a bit louder. Longer, not louder. <laughs> okay, so we're staying staying at Pop Century for four nights. We are going to do two parks instead of just one. Yep. 
So we, what did we pick? Think about it. Uh, Animal Kingdom and Hollywood Studios. That's right. Yes. So this gives us the opportunity to do a couple of things that we did not get to do because they didn't exist when we went before. The first being Animal Kingdom. Um, we did not get to do Pandora, the world of Avatar. Yep. So we're going to do that. Going to go see the blue place. The blue people. Blue people place. The blue place. <laughs> <laughs> and then, of course, by the time we get to the Hollywood Studios, the Toy Story Land will be open. Yeah, that's going to be really cool. That's exciting. It's yeah. going to be busy. Yeah, Definitely. We sh- I wish we had decided this maybe like a week before, because by the time we set our reservations for the end of July, the Fast Pass window had been open for a couple of days. So for the Animal Kingdom Day, I could not get Flight of Passage Fast yeah. Pass. <laughs> so we're just going to have to go there first when we go to Animal Kingdom. And then for Hollywood Studios, I couldn't get Slinky Dog Dash. So just so you all know, the Fast Pass window, when you set a Walt Disney World vacation, it opens 60 days before your arrival. Yeah, you got to pre-plan this stuff for real. Yeah, and you should probably, if you want one of those Fast Passes, the ones that are in high demand, you better be on there like as soon as it opens, like at midnight. That's crazy. And try to get your pass. I mean, I don't, I'm not very good at planning things anyways, so it's <laughs> this tough, would be you know, bad for me. Yeah, it's tough because, you know, reservations open up even earlier than that. I think it's 180 days. Yeah. So. We tried to go to Beaches and Cream. Oh, and yeah. And we can't even get in there. Yeah, we, we looked at Beaches and Cream for every night that we're there, and it's booked the whole time. It's crazy. Because we, we were thinking about getting that kitchen sink. I really want one. But we couldn't get it. So um, we did make some dining reservations, but we we tried not to do it every night. So the plan is we're going to get there. Uh, first night, we're going to just... Well, we're thinking about trying to go somewhere so we can see the Magic Kingdom fireworks. So we're talking about going over to the Polynesian, maybe eating at like maybe Kona Cafe or Captain Cook's, yeah. and then going out to the beach at Polynesian so we can watch the fireworks. Polynesian makes me feel a little concerned. Right. But... So we have a peanut... A pineapple. A p- <laughs> yeah, not a, a pineapple allergy. Nope. <laughs> a pineapple allergy to deal with. So we're, you know, Sam's a little concerned that every restaurant at the Polynesian, everything is coated in pineapple. Well, it's <laughs> even like their pork seems to be marinated in pineapple juice. Yeah. So um, we'll have to be a little careful. We'll see. That's a lot of pineapple. Oh, yeah. If everything's pineapple, it, it's, it's all not everything, but it's pretty infused with pineapple. Yeah, it's pretty uh, significant amount. Whoa! Don't put, don't eat that. It's laced with pineapple. <laughs> yeah. Even their barbecue nachos have pineapple, pineapple on yeah. them. <laughs> what? Yeah. So, um, but I still think it'll be fun. Yeah. So we'll do that the I'll first eat night. A salad. <laughs> maybe maybe after we have dinner, those of us who aren't allergic to pineapple can go get uh, Dole Whip. Oh, can't even. And have that on the beach while we watch the fireworks. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, so that's first night. Second night is we're going to be at the Animal Kingdom. So we originally made reservations for Tusker House, mm-hmm. but Tusker House is a buffet style restaurant, and the um, adult price was $42 a piece. Yeah. The thing is, we have one dude with us over here to my right, Mr. Garrett, who eats like a bird, and I cannot imagine paying $42 for that kind of restaurant for Garrett because he's not going to eat $5 worth of that buffet. It would be a struggle. I don't eat. I nibble. Yeah. It would be such a struggle because we'd be 
you know, eat a little more, Garrett. Come on. Just shove it down your throat. <laughs> at least. We're paying good money for this one. Yeah. At least eat like five more bites. And he <laughs> but, only had like two bites. But <laughs> it is a, it's a character dining buffet and those are expensive. I mean, yeah. it just kind of comes with the territory. I think Garrett does better with breakfast foods though. So like, I would be more willing to do like the sh- uh, Chef Mickey's at the Contemporary for oh, breakfast. I yeah. am really hungry whenever I wake up and then the rest of the day I'm... Not hungry yeah. at all. So I just couldn't imagine doing the Tusker House. So what we're probably going to do is we're going to do Flame Tree Barbecue maybe for lunch. And then we're talking about going over to the Nomad Lounge and just doing shareables mm-hmm. for dinner. Getting some of those crazy drinks. Yep. And, of course, no drinks for Garrett. <laughs> and Yes. <laughs> yes, drinks for Garrett. <laughs> you, you can get that. They do have non-alcoholic versions of a lot of them. A yeah. lot of the special drinks at Nomad hmm. Lounge. So you can get one of those. Still be interesting to try. Yeah, should yeah. be fun. So that's exciting. Um, we're going to try to get over there early because we do want to check out Rivers of Light. Mm-hmm. Uh, haven't heard great things about it, but I feel like we need to see it. Yeah. So we're going to... Oh, and um, as part of the Incredible Summer, we'll get to go check out Dono, Donald's Dino Bash. Oh, yeah, that's right. So, Donald's yeah. the best. Yeah, so we'll get to meet Launchpad McQuack. That would be really cool. <laughs> yeah, so that'll be fun. Um Day three, well, officially full day two, we're going to go to Disney Springs. So we're talking about having kind of a lazy day, hanging out by the pool early on at Pop Century, maybe going in the computer pool. Or, I love swimming. Yeah. Um, taking advantage of the cafeteria there, you know, probably for breakfast and maybe even lunch. And then heading over to Disney Springs, yep. where we have reservations for Morimoto Asia. I love Chef Morimoto. If he listens to this, you are my inspiration. <laughs> and I wish I could cook like you. You're my favorite Iron Chef. <laughs> he probably doesn't listen to this. No. You never no. know. But Maybe when you mention his name, he, like he's like, oh, I'm being mentioned somewhere. And then, you know, he'll find it. He, he has... Uh, uh, Spider senses. Yeah, something. Wasn't he the ramen... Place yeah, we went to, to yes. That was really we, good. We did go to a ramen place in New York that was, it was like Momosan ramen uh-huh, or something like Momosan. that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm making it a goal when we go somewhere and there is a Chef Morimoto restaurant that we go there. Uh, the next place I would like to go to is Dubai because he has a restaurant there and Dubai seems pretty cool. So Another expensive place. Yeah, I can't go. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> Still... I'm dreaming. Momosan ramen was really good, and they had yes. they also had his sake there. His oh, own. That was great. Morimoto sake, and we tried a flight, and there were some really good ones. Yeah, so. there was one that had glitter in it. <laughs> I mean, that's ridiculously awesome. So uh, we're gonna um, enjoy that, and you know, hang out at Disney Springs for the for the evening, and then on full day three. We're going to the Hollywood Studios, where, of course, I wasn't able to get the Slinky Dog Fast Passes, but I did get Midway Mania. And Tower of Terror. Well, I got Tower of Terror, too. I know you're talking about Toy Story, but I'm pretty excited about Tower of Terror. Yep. But we're going to start out in the Toy Story area, because yeah. we're going to try to go um, go over to Slinky Dog Dash to get that in. We'll go to Midway Mania, then we might do the Flying Saucers, the little alien flying saucer thing. But it's more, I think that's a little more of a kid ride. Yeah, I'm not too worried. But I do want to try some of the food over at Woody's Lunch Bucket, because that's where they have that s'mores sandwich. Oh. Oh, yeah. That doesn't sound good to me. Oh, yeah. Sounds like a bellyache. Sounds like yummy. Yeah. It looks really good. But they've got a couple other cool things there. So maybe we'll try some of the, the Toy Story food. 
Uh, for dinner, we do have reservations at the 50s Prom Tom Cafe. Yeah, pretty excited about that one. Yeah, so that'll be fun. I hope the, the um, server's supposed at Garrett for not eating his food. <laughs> he, Garrett is already but saying he wants, to, he wants to tell them he's opting out of the <laughs> experience. We're not, no, no we're not yes. opting out. No. If they do that to me, I'm going, no. Garrett, you can't. No. You can't. You have can. to participate. It's part of it. You can't be a stick in the mud. They come over here, they're like, eat your vegetables. I'm like, I like vegetables, so I will, without you having to do the airplane thing. I'll just eat them right now. Because <laughs> I don't need that. <laughs> Maybe they'll, they'll do be it. like, clean up the dishes. I'm, I'm like, I don't want to. <laughs> oh, then you're going to get yeah. stuck in the corner if you yeah. don't do your chores. Nope. Yeah, you will. So you better not give them lip. Yeah, my job. <laughs> It looks like a really cool place, though. Yeah, um, the milkshakes look good. Yeah, they do. And um, I'm not a huge... Like, I like southern food to an extent, but... Um, it's not really southern. It's it's, it's more like homemade. homemade. Yeah, that's what... It yeah, the chicken of, pot pie, the pot roast. Right. So I don't really know what I would eat there exactly. You but said the fried chicken looked good to you. It did, but... You you actually... You know. We watched a video, and I thought you were intrigued by the chicken pot pie. I remember it had the... I did think it looked yeah. cool, but um, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. Yeah. It'll depend on that, my mood. I might get I that like meatloaf. They have a sampler where you can try a bunch of that stuff, too. Mom, yeah. It's like Mama's sampler player. I figured you would get that. No, I wasn't thinking about doing the sampler. I was thinking about just going with the, the meatloaf. Um... But then, that'll really be it. Uh, the next day, we'll have to check out and, and head home. But Man. you know, maybe we'll maybe we'll go over to the boardwalk or something. Yeah, that be that fun. Cool. Before we head out, you can see boats. You can see like boats going by. The boats that are going to Hollywood Studios and mm-hmm. Epcot. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's pretty neat. Yeah, and you be walk on wood. The question I would have, and and our listeners can chime in on this, is what are the odds of us? Like being able to walk up to Beaches and Cream and getting in there. We actually tried that when we went almost five years ago, and they just turned us away. Yeah, they did. So we just we didn't even get a chance at all. We could give it a shot, but you, you know the other thing I was thinking on the night that we get there. Do you remember I told you about the monorail dine around package? Um, yeah. Yeah, those they have those for the night that we get there. And I was like, well, we could just, you know, let the kids fend for themselves and me and you do the monorail package. <laughs> I'm okay with that. Um, that sounds like a really good plan, actually. <laughs> I'm not good at fending for myself. Yeah, you are. I'll, I'll get you a sandwich. <laughs> well, the Pop Century has that big caf- cafeteria there that has uh, lots of different foods. And they yeah. have the tie-dyed cheesecake. I'm excited about that. Like Nobody cheesecake. else is. Yeah, not a cheesecake person. I'm going to try it, though. So You won't find us um, loving too many desserts. We're not a huge dessert family. Yeah, I know. I am. Well, I love the, ice cream the kids love the and sweets. cookies and candy. I right. feel like when I'm at Disney, I'm more... Oh, like I'm cake. probably more likely to get dessert than I would any other time. I feel like, though... That even though the kids like desserts, they don't eat well. McKenna does, but Garrett doesn't eat like a large amount of. Well, them. he gets a bellyache, too much sugar. Yeah. yeah. So I'm like, yes, let's eat all the dessert, and then I regret it immediately. <laughs> yeah. So I feel like the beaches and cream uh, kitchen sink not happening is probably a 
bad thing because none of us would be able to make it through even half of it, I don't think. We might be sick all night. Uh-huh. We need a good night's rest. I will say I've already committed to this. I'm not going to run the family ragged like I did when we went last time. Thank you. I was very committed to maximizing our time in the parks when we went previously. So we were we were rope dropping every park and we stayed till close basically every time and it was bam 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 like one just one attraction to the next. I had signed up for a touringplans.com membership and I made our itineraries at all the parks. But what I did was I minimized the wait time. So you can choose to minimize wait time or minimize steps. The problem with minimizing your wait time on the touring plans, it makes you walk across the park more than once sometimes to get to the lowest weights. And you have to admit, we didn't really wait very long for anything. Right. But my feet hurt so bad. But it was a lot of walking. Yeah. We got a lot of steps in. And <laughs> it, it was brutal. And the one, I would say the morning, we went to Magic Kingdom one morning where it was just some extra time and we were getting in some stuff that we didn't get to do. And we just kind of hung out in Tomorrowland and took our time. And that really was a better day. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. well, we weren't trying to just like, we weren't commando style touring. And, and the Magic Kingdom started out wrong for me anyways. Because... Oh, yeah. Everyone was trying to get in when the the gates opened, and this woman had a running stroller, and she pushed Ran it right up your leg. She pushed it up the back of my leg. I mean, it took my knee to the ground. Yeah, um, and it down. hurt. Like I had tire mark on the back of my leg. And it she hurt. didn't stop. She did not stop. She gave like a regretful look over her shoulder, but As there she was kept going and just kept going. But yeah. other people around stopped to see if I was okay, yeah. which was nice. But she just she went. She did not she even She had to care. go meet those princesses. Got in, yeah. uh, my bike tire, d- don't ask how, uh, I got on my leg, and that hurt yeah. really yeah. bad. So you can relate. And I got marks, tire marks on there. Yeah, I think just to, to kind of time stamp it. So this was in October of 2014. So so really, we're talking four years ago. Um, and the Anna and Elsa meet and greet was, yes. was one of the things that people were waiting a really long time for back oh, yeah. then. So so people were running to go meet Anna and Elsa, and the Seven Dwarfs Mine Train had just opened. Yeah, that not was Not long cute. before that. We got to ride that. So, that was fun. It had a lot of But it had curves. a super long wait. We had to we fast pass wait. that one. No, we waited We didn't get fast one. passes? Oh, no, okay. Because we I remember standing in the line and getting to hit the Oh, yeah, you're right. We got to yeah, do like the, crystals. Inter- yeah, the interactive yeah. queue thing. Yeah. Spin the barrels and stuff. Right. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah. So at least they had stuff for you to do while you waited. Yeah. Yeah. That's one of the choices that you do make. Like fast pass lines don't typically have the theming and the interaction. So sometimes you're missing out on a piece of the story. Yeah. If you do the fast pass line. But people say that about Flight of Passage. Oh, okay. Like if you fast pass Flight of Passage, you're missing out on one of the best cues. But the problem is if you wait in standby for Flight of Passage, it may be three hours. That's crazy. So, I mean, Mystery Mine in Dollywood has a really cool waiting line thing. Yeah. And it has like the story on yeah. the walls. You're right. Mm-hmm. It's but they don't have the interactive elements. You just get to read stuff no, and see stuff. But you do get to read it, and it tells yeah. you like what's happening on the like what happens whenever you hear hear the bells and stuff. Yeah. We haven't gotten to we haven't been back to Disney since they put the interactive queue in Peter Pan, and that's Ooh. apparently a really cool thing I to didn't see. No, they put one in there. Yeah, because um, typically Peter Pan's one of the ones that has a longer wait. Mm-hmm. It's a very popular attraction. Yeah, that one's fun because you're in the boat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You get to fly to Neverland. Yeah, it's pretty cute. Eee. Yeah, it's a good one. Um, 
They're they're doing that a lot. You know, they have the interactive queue for Haunted Mansion as well. Yeah. And if you remember, like, Test Track's one of the ones that always comes to mind because you get to build your car. Oh, that one's cool. Um, Space Mountain has the interactive queue where you get mm-hmm. to play the games. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're, the only thing with that is that you, you're you in line playing those games and then the line moves. And so I you think... You don't get to finish. Well, you either don't get to finish or people just get to go past you, right? Yeah, yeah. So... Um, I don't know. It's a decision you have to make. Some of those games are pretty cool. I remember Test Track when we were designing our cars. The ride, the ride uh, that was going broke down. Yeah. So we were stuck in the designing your car room. We did get stuck in there for a yeah. while. Yeah. That was. We actually went over there after Illuminations. Uh huh. And we because we, we got in line like the park was supposed to close in like ten minutes and. We got in the standby line, and we ended up being in the park really late. We did. We they and they didn't. They didn't um, chase us off. Kick us out of no. the line or anything. They let us wait. Yeah. So well, I think we. If it hadn't been for the ride breaking down, it wouldn't have been that long. Okay. Because the line was a lot shorter. But then the ride broke down for like thirty minutes. But they still let us ride it. Yeah. So we were in Epcot forever. Well, that ride was fun. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah, I'm excited to go back, um, but we're talking about a lot of stuff that's in Magic Kingdom and Epcot. Oh, I know. And we're not even going to be there. Nope. Those will be for next time. <laughs> yeah. So but. the debate that we're having now is we're already planning the next trip because the idea was we were going to go in 2019 with the opening of Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, but understanding that they're saying late fall, I would be shocked if it opened before the end of November. Mm. And so... I think at this point, it might be best for us to wait until like 2021 because I'd really like to go for the Magic Kingdom's 50th birthday. Yeah, that'd be cool. So that would be really cool. And maybe next year, whenever we go on our trip to Italy, we can uh, hop a flight over to Paris real quick and go uh, spend a day at... uh, DLP. Yeah. That would be neat if we could sneak a day in there. Yeah. Let's go ride Chewy. Go to Ratatouille and eat at Remy's. Yeah, mm-hmm. and make McKenna eat Ratatouille. <laughs> <laughs> so. She she really is excited about that ride. Yep. Yeah. So now we're, I mean, around like 50 days until we leave. It's like 50, 52, somewhere in that neighborhood. So, uh, That's we'll crazy. Be, yeah, we'll be headed back down to Disney soon. It's so going to be so we're hot very and excited. steamy. So that being the case, if you guys have any thoughts suggestions you've heard what our plans are Mm -hmm. so if you can suggest a way for us to do it better maybe we're missing out on something that you would recommend yeah please let us know please um you can do that on a lot of different methods of communication one of them being twitter at morning monorail we have email which is monday morning monorail at gmail.com and then we have the voicemail 407-917-2144 You've memorized it, did yeah. you? <laughs> I've got it down now. Good. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, you know, up to that point, we're open for trip advice. Yes. Tell us how to do it right. Please. Yeah. And we'll be excited to get back and share what we find out Toy Story Land's like. And hopefully we get to do all the Pandora stuff. And we can come. We're talking about um, the, the other option was to eat lunch at Satuli. The Satuli Canteen. Yeah. The mm-hmm. Pandora one. So we were talking about doing that too. So it's between the two, but we've never had Flame Tree either, and I always hear great stuff about that. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Maybe we do both. Well, we, we could get the uh, barbecue macaroni and cheese, you know, mm-hmm. and have that as just kind of a snack and then walk over to Satuli Canteen. Yep. Get yeah. food over there. Sounds good. Just eat. We'll just eat. 
and watch our Twitter while we're there because we might live stream a couple things. We here could do that. There. That'd yeah. be fun. We mm-hmm. could do that. Um, I could vid- video stuff and make vlogs on YouTube too. You, you won't catch me on uh, Primeval World. I'll never ride that again. Ooh, I don't know what that is. Remember, it was the mouse, oh, yeah. the mouse coaster, like it's the, where the four Hurt of us got back. to sit yeah. in that little thing, and no. it spins on the track. Mm. Hurt my back. It was that was the most uncomfortable ride I've ever ridden at Disney. Yeah, it was horrible. <laughs> yeah, so I'm not doing that one, and I probably won't ride Collie River Rapids because we have a river rampage ride at Dollywood, and to me, all those rides are the same. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a couple we can, but we will be doing Kilimanjaro Safari because we didn't get to. I've done it before, but I know that Garrett and I don't. Has McKenna done it? Mm-mm. No. So you guys haven't done it. Nope. And that's a good one. Okay. We're doing that, and, and we're going to do some of the trails too and see the animals because we didn't. Do, Garrett loves birds. We should mention Garrett's a huge bird fan, and they have one of those bird enclosures you get to walk in, and you're in there with the birds flying around. And that's going to mm-hmm. be awesome. So Garrett's pretty excited about that. He wants to get pooped on. I think. Yeah. No, I don't want to get pooped That's on, the souvenir you want. But I want to see the bird, and the souvenir I want is to take a bird. <laughs> I want well, to take a bird Take home. a bird. You don't get to select one and then yeah. take it home with I you. I want to take a bird You can home. get a banshee from Pandora. No. Your very own banshee. I want to get a, I want to get a bird cage, and while we're just hanging out in Disney, I want to catch a bird. Oh, that reminds me. So this is it. this uh, this past week, I guess, was the one year anniversary of Pandora: The World of Avatar. So they have special banshees that they're ah. uh, limited edition ones for the hmm. one year anniversary. Well, how about that? Yeah, they're pretty cool. Have you seen them, Garrett? No. That you get to you put them on your shoulder. They sit on your shoulder, and then you've got controls, and you can make them like look around, and they're like puppets, but they're Ooh, yeah, they're really cool. That's cool. They're really cool. Yeah. That's awesome. When you go in, you get to adopt a banshee. You get to you talk to somebody, and it's like a you know. Yeah, I want to do that. It's an experience. Wow. So. Nice. I love pep puppets. Yeah, and this one's a little more fancy than just your typical sticking your hand in a sock puppet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. Well, that's going to wrap it up for today. Unless you guys have anything else to say. I do. What is it? Uh, don't grill uh, watermelons. Okay. <laughs> don't grill watermelons. They catch fire. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Not going to have a good time if you grill a, a watermelon. That's that's good advice. We're headed into summer, so that's yeah. good advice. <laughs> no, we're just looking forward to hearing from everyone, so keep reaching out to us and interacting with us. Yeah, we're well on our way to 250 Twitter followers. Woo! I will, I'll give a special shout-out to number 250. Yeah. And then the next milestone would be, what, 500? So we got to climb that mountain. We, well, we could do it. So here's what I would do. This is my ask of you on the way out. If you're enjoying the show so far, tell a friend, bring in new listeners, and if there's things that you enjoy or things that you feel like we could improve on, let us know. We'd love to hear about it. Yes. Yeah. So we'll continue to do this thing, keep on trying to get better each week, and we hope you keep coming back to join us on the Monday Morning Monorail Podcast. So for Samantha and Garrett, this has been Justin. Have a great week. Bye. Goodbye. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for riding with us today. We hope you enjoyed the journey, and we look forward to seeing you again next week. Until then, we want to hear from you. Send us questions, comments, and suggestions on Twitter at Morning Monorail. Our email address is mondaymorningmonorail at gmail.com. You can also call our voicemail at 407-917-2144. As we approach the station, gather your belongings, and please watch your step as you exit. (laughs) See y'all.